Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Thank you for being here with us today. Here's our host, Dr. Larry Spargimino, and his guest, Aaron Lipkin, to continue their conversation about what's currently going on in Israel. Aaron Lipkin is a Bible scholar. He is part of the archaeological team of Adam Zertal. Among other things, Aaron is the son of Avi. We love Avi. He's spoken in our conferences, and I think he's coming to America very shortly. Aaron, so good to have you back with us. My first question, what is a drone photographer? What's that all about? Okay, so I have to make it clear. The reason why I bought my first drone was because I'm a gadget nerd. I love (laughs) gadgets. When I became 40, I asked my wife, you know, you never buy me a present for my birthday. This is the time to buy me a present. I'm 40 years old. It's time. And she said, what do you want? And I said, I want a drone. And she said, how much does it cost? And I said, "Uh, around $1,500. And she said, forget about it. I'm not giving you a dime. (laughs) So I said, can I crowdfund for it? And she said, yes. And I did. And some really good friends of mine in America and Switzerland funded my first drone. And I started flying it. And I never thought that I was actually going to use it for scientific research. Tell us about the footsteps of God and the pattern there. I want to first start with a personal testimony of mine. As a kid growing up in Jerusalem and learning in a Jewish high school, I was taught by my Bible teacher that the Bible is a mythology. It's not real. That The stories there are made up. What a lot of liberals do, they say they are Hebrew or Jewish myths. And right. so many people don't like Jews, so when they say a Jewish myth, Throw it out. Right, right. right. So as a kid, I remember being in class, and I was so angry at my teacher. How can you say that? God exists. Moses, Joshua, they existed. How can you say that they did not? I really became angry because of that. And later on, I also got to understand that in the universities in Israel, they teach that the Exodus never happened, that Mm. Joshua and Moses never existed. So this really burned in my soul. How can this be taught in the educational system? And one day I met Professor Adam Zartal, an atheist, non-believing, left-wing professor of archaeology from the Haifa University. And his life was totally changed when he discovered a pile of stone on the mountains of the biblical heartland of Israel. And that pile of stone that he excavated for nine seasons, he discovered what is probably the most important biblical archaeological site discovery in the uh, 20th century. He discovered a weird structure that was later identified as the altar that Joshua built as described in the book of Joshua in chapter 8, according to the order of Moses in Deuteronomy 11 and Deuteronomy 27. This was a big surprise for him because he was taught, like me, that this story of the ceremony of the blessings and the curses on Mount Eval and Mount Gerizim never happened. It never happened. Archaeologists looked for that altar for a hundred years and they couldn't find it. Mm. So everybody thought, you know, this is a mythology, it never happened. And then Adam Zartal finds this altar and he says to the people around him, you understand what this means? This means that Joshua existed, that Moses existed, (laughs) that the Exodus (laughs) happened. He was totally overwhelmed by this discovery. And the problem is that So many people in the world never visited that site. They don't know about that site. And that site is crucial for every Bible believer in a discussion with an atheist who is saying the Bible is a mythology. You say, no, it's not. 
Joshua really built an altar, and wow. you can come to Israel today, stand beside that huge structure, and touch Joshua, touch Moses. That's amazing. What I'm seeing, I know the times are very bad. I don't want to put that down. But the Lord seems to be raising people like you, people like Southwest Radio Church. We are on a roll. Many other scholars, and even like Adam Zertal, who was a non-believer, and then things are happening to say, wow, this is real. And it's kind of like before the very end, before the Lord comes back, before everything ends, the Lord is saying, okay, I'm coming. I want you to get right with God, to believe in God, to trust God, to believe in the scriptures. And what you're telling me right here, this is terribly important, terribly significant, even though Israel is in political throes now and so many difficulties, and yet God has not forgotten his people. God is absolutely faithful. I believe in the Abrahamic covenant, Genesis 15, the land. Israel doesn't have that land yet. I know the replacement people say, well, that's canceled. No, that's an unconditional covenant. That means God is going to do it. No matter what happens, you know, it's like we make an unconditional promise to someone that says, I'm going to fulfill that promise no matter what happens. That's what God said. And I believe that. And when I look at Israel and see all the confusion, I'm reminded of Yeshua HaMashiach. He's part of that plan. Praise the Lord. Tell us a little bit more about the footsteps of God, the divine choice. So we have available the book A Nation Born, which is the book that Adam Zertal wrote about the discovery of Joshua's altar that we will have available. And we have a Bible teaching, a video that I made about Joshua's altar called A Divine Choice that is also included with drone footage, drone videos of the site. The other discovery that Professor Zertal did, which is, again, an amazing discovery, he discovered six mysterious structures that were built in the Iron Age, which is the time when the Israelites settled the land. And these structures were researched by Professor Zertal, and he believed that they were the ancient worshiping sites of the Israelites that are called in the Bible Gilgal. Remember, the Israelites crossed the Jordan, and they camped at Gilgal near Jericho. And so you would think that it's a name of a place, but when you read the Bible carefully, you see that Gilgal is actually the name of a structure that appears in many places in the Bible. It's the place where you would sacrifice, where you would prepare for war, where you were crowned a king. King Saul was crowned at Gilgal. And so these huge footprint structures, some of them as big as a football stadium, are still there today for you to come and see and visit. And you can stand there. That's this right here. That's yes. the footprint structure of Argaman. From a drone. From a dro- my drone. From your drone. From my drone. Yeah. The, the question that comes up is why the shape of a footprint? And when you go back to the Bible and try to look for the answer, you see that Moses says to Joshua, everywhere you will tread your foot it will be yours. And in the book of Joshua, it repeats itself numerous times. The foot-shaped structure is the flag of the Israelites saying, this is ours, this belongs to God. It's the Iwo Jima, it's the, the flag of the Israelites. So the symbol of the foot in the Bible is the symbol of control over the land. It's ownership of the land of Canaan that belongs to the Israelites according to God's promise. Uh, We have two more teachings about the site of Jacob's dream of the ladder in Bethel, and also the ancient city of Shiloh, where the story of Samuel, the tabernacle, all of this happens there. And hopefully, when you come to Israel in your next tour, October the 24th through November the 3rd, 
yes, you'll be able to visit those sites and really experience the Bible firsthand to be in those places that God spoke to the prophets, that the Spirit of God, the divine Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit was present and people felt it and people heard it and people experienced it and it helped them through their lives. It's something we need today, you know. We really miss prophecy in Israel. We want God to speak to us again like he did in the time of the Bible. Amen. So let's pray for that. Acts chapter 2 says, In the last days I will pour out of my Spirit upon all flesh. Men, women, young men, old men, I just believe the Bible. Me too. (laughs) And some people say, well, you don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to happen because God's Word says. Let's talk a little more about the terrible political situation in Israel. And you were speaking to me in the break about demography and democracy. And that's happening. That's affecting our democracy here because the demography is changing, and it's also affecting Israel. So develop that and tell us some of the people involved, what's happening, and how evidently the hostility against Benjamin Netanyahu has been fomenting for many years. The left wing is basically seeing that it's losing its power over democracy. It's not being elected. They don't have enough people voting for them. And so what they're trying to do is they're trying to brainwash people through the educational system, through the media, through Hollywood, but they are also using demography. What do I mean? Democracy is the person who's victorious. The party that's victorious is the party that gets the most votes. But if you don't have enough people voting, you need to bring them from somewhere. And so what you see in the United States, this wave of illegal immigration coming from South and Central America is one of those ways to bring in people that will increase the votes for the left wing. Okay. Another thing you're seeing is internal immigration in the United States from democratic states into republican states because the situation in the democratic states is just terrible because they're not ruling them well. They're defunding the police. The crime rate is going up. You have homeless people everywhere. So what you have is a wave of Democrat voting American citizens into red states, into Republican states, which would make them swing states or even blue states. And so that's how the left is trying to affect the democracy by changing the demography. This is in the United States. In Israel, do you actually have people sneaking across the border, going under the fence or coming in by boat illegally? In Israel, what you're seeing is something else. You're seeing a different phenomenon where there is a huge influx of immigration, not just from Israel, but from the whole Middle East. In the last 10 years, actually since Obama's rule, many of the Middle Eastern countries around Israel, like Lebanon, Syria, Iraq, Yemen, even Jordan, are experiencing a collapse that really brings the standard of living down, makes it really impossible to live there. And so you have millions, literally millions of Arabs leaving the Middle East, going to Europe, to North America, to South America, to Australia, all over the world, and really depopulating all the countries around Israel. So while Israel is thriving and we're having an amazing period in our history, all around us you have people running away from those Muslim countries, those disastrous dictatorships, and that demography is moving to other places and affecting them. So what you see again in Europe You see waves of Muslim immigrants going in. You see how the churches are being closed down, how churches are being burned. 
in Europe, how Europe is really losing its Judeo-Christian identity and falling into the abyss of Islam. And what we fear in Israel is that the same thing is going to happen as well in the United States. We have a saying in Israel, America follows Europe 10 years afterwards. So you guys really need to do something about it. You need to have your borders safe yes. and controlled. If you can't control your borders, you don't have a country. Exactly. Exactly. And this is the core issue of identity here in America. You need to keep America Christian. You need to keep America biblical. You need to keep America conservative. The family values, the values of working, the values of honesty, these are the things that make America great, the greatest nation in the world. And you need to keep those running because otherwise it won't be good. Well, there is, as you well know, a movement to deconstruct everything. The 1619 Project says that, well, America began in 1619 with slavery. And I've heard even responsible senators who are Democrats say that slavery began in America. Well, that's nonsense. All you look at is uh, Israel and Egypt way before 1619. In ancient Rome, the population was about 30% slaves in ancient Rome. I think in ancient Greece was about 40% slaves. So the idea that slavery began in America is absolutely ridiculous. It's just somebody who hates America wants to destroy America. And the interesting thing about it in America there are a lot of African-Americans who love Israel, who love Jesus Christ, who love the Old Testament, but you don't hear about them. CNN doesn't talk much about them. There are also Hispanics who are fine people working hard, and they want to close the border, but you don't hear about them. So the media and the public education system is all collaborating to destroy the country, our country and your country. Tell me a little bit about this DVD, The Gate of Heaven. That's just the title is exciting. <laughs> so we all remember the amazing story of Jacob, who is running yeah. away in the book of Genesis, running away from his brother Esau, who wants to kill him. And he arrives at a certain place, and he goes to sleep. And he has this amazing dream about angels going up and down on a ladder, and God is talking to him. God is promising Jacob that he will guard him and keep him on his way to his uncle Lavan and on the way back to the land of Israel. And when Jacob wakes up, he says, I did not know that this is the house of God and the gate of heaven. So when we as Bible believers, when we read that, we say, you know, that's an amazing story. But then we continue on and we forget about it. We forget about Bethel. We forget about the geographical location and its importance. And then later on, when we read about Jeroboam, after the split of the kingdoms between Judah and Israel, what does Jeroboam do? He builds a pagan temple in Bethel and in Dan. So, you know, we read that and we say, oh, Jeroboam is an evil person. He invented the religion. But when you're standing in Bethel at the site of Jacob's ladder, suddenly things connect. And you understand that Jeroboam did not invent a place. He did not build a pagan temple in a strange place that nobody knew. What he's basically saying to the ten tribes that he's ruling is don't go to Jerusalem. Right. Go to the right place. The right place is Bethel where Jacob dreamt that this is the house of God, this is the gate of heaven. So you really have to come to Israel, because if you come to Israel on the Southwest Radio Church tour, you will suddenly start connecting the dots. You've been reading the Bible all your life, but when you're in Israel, 
the dots will really be connected in a way that will turn the Bible into a three-dimensional picture that you've never yeah. seen before. So you have to come to Israel. That's so <laughs> true. There's nothing like a tour to Israel. Our, um, our tour is October the 24th through November the 3rd, 2022. I'm going to be preaching and teaching at the sites, and we'll probably meet you somewhere there, maybe in Judea and Samaria, and we'll take some pictures there. So, Aaron, great blessing. When you see your dad, Avi, say hi from Oklahoma City. I will. I will. Thank you. Friend of the ministry, Jerry Tyson, has been busy launching his brand new podcast, In the Beacon's Light, which is available right now on all the major podcast platforms. New episodes are released every Tuesday and Friday. Before his podcast days, though, Jerry helped host Bible in the News. And guess what? Today, Jerry Tyson returns to a familiar role as guest host of Bible in the News. Dr. Brad Lyles is a Christian psychiatrist and a regular commentator whose columns appear in the Canada Free Press. I'm going to paraphrase some of his May 4th, 2021 comments here. I think he hit a big nail squarely on the head when he considered some of our liberal friends. Remember, Lyles is a psychiatrist. So he speaks not only on the basis of opinion, but medical reality as well. Before looking at his comments, think back. Have you ever heard a news story, an educator or politician where the ideas being expressed were so totally absurd you were forced to say, you're nuts. If you ever have, you have a champion in Lyles. He began, it's true. Your crazy liberal friends are actually crazy. Here's why. Most people would agree that if you're psychotic, you're crazy. According to the medical literature's definition of psychosis, liberals are psychotic because being psychotic requires that you experience either hallucinations or delusions. And by definition, liberals are delusional, given that delusions are fixed, false beliefs that conflict with reality, that is, that are unchangeable by facts or logic. So, yes, your well-meaning liberal friends are crazy. This explains why no matter what happens in the world, no matter the strength of your arguments, no matter the utter failure of every liberal idea throughout all of history, your liberal friends remain unmoved. Worse than this, your liberal friends don't merely believe things that are factually not true, they believe things that can't be true. That makes them sort of super crazy. The liberal brain interferes with the determination of sequencing, of cause and effect, as well as a difficulty predicting logical effects. So, here we are, trying to have a logical conversation with a liberal. Remember, the definition we are using to describe him has nothing to do with him reaching into his pocket and meeting the need of someone else. 
It has more to do with reaching into your pocket or your mind to overturn what should be. It was the comedian Flip Wilson who used to say, the devil made me do it. Well, that was an excuse he could use to keep fingers from pointing at his nose any time he did something wrong. To some degree, our liberal friends can say that too. In this case, it reflects on the liberal brain, which has a small but important difference when compared to the conservative brain. The liberal has a problem determining reality. He cannot determine the effect resulting from an original cause. Logical outcomes from basic actions seem to be lost in his mind. To bring the point home, the recent push to defund and demonize the police across the land, diminishing their ability to defend us, and the liberal, for that matter, from the resulting increase in crime seems to not compute in their minds. Easily compared would be to demonize the fire companies. Whom do you call when your house is burning if the fire companies have been defunded? Can you see the problem? Another anomaly in liberal think is their ease in denying obvious biology when looking at a man or a woman and selecting to accept them as what they are not. One look at the former Pennsylvania Secretary of the Department of Health, now serving in the Biden administration, shows how far a liberal can stray from reality. How about this one? Let's spend trillions of dollars that don't exist for everything from housing to food to education while we're welcoming hundreds of thousands of illegal aliens with nothing to offer us more than open hands to receive our generous welfare. Unlimited welfare has to work. Just keep printing more money. Our grandchildren will figure out a way to pay the bills later. Or we now, and certainly they then, will be living in a land where nothing and no one works, but lives for free. How well do you think that will work? Utopia, it will not be. No, this is not realistic. However, that doesn't stop them from rallying behind political candidates in one election after another who are as delusional as they. Maybe delusion isn't the real problem. Maybe they are dead set against both biblical and political thinking that promotes reality. Maybe they are following the lead of Satan to destroy us. Remember, his job description is being reinforced daily. Jesus taught in John 10:9 and 10, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not, but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Jesus had the workable plan that had his leadership guiding in a way that would be a blessing to all who follow him. Satan, on the other hand, personifies the thief's intention to steal, kill, and destroy. A rational person, 
a Bible believer, and even at the lower common denominator of being a conservative, that person is expected to somehow agree with the delusion of today's upside-down world. Dr. Lyle's conclusion is, given that the fundamental nature of delusions is that since they are not affected by logic or facts, we are powerless to persuade liberals with facts logic. It would be wonderful if we could point to a liberal and to be able to segregate him from the rest of the population, maybe by putting a large letter L on his front and back so we would see him coming and be prepared to deal with him and that delusion. Well, that's not going to happen anytime soon. It would also be wonderful to think that our liberal friends do not exist within our good churches. But alas, that is not true either. So many of them seem more evangelical than we. They are out there daily converting our young in school classrooms, a jurisdiction where they realized early on they could have their most fertile recruiting ground. Maybe some of our thoughts today will help us to realize how late the hour is and how much we need to reclaim what otherwise will be lost forever, our precious young people, the next generation, our children and grandchildren. Before we go for today, I want to ask Pastor Larry and James Collins to step in for a quick moment and talk about a brand new resource that we've just printed and filmed. It's the book and DVD teaching series entitled, The Shepherd. want to tell you about The Shepherd, Reflections on Psalm 23, a brand new book and teaching DVD from James Collins. Now the 23rd Psalm is one of the most well-known passages in the Word of God. For over 3,000 years, countless generations have turned to Psalm 23 for strength during times of trouble. Even though the 23rd Psalm is familiar, people are not familiar with the historical, cultural, literary, visual, and geographic context of this well-known psalm. I want people to understand it as a Middle Eastern villager would have first understood it, and that gets us closer to the original meaning of a passage and therefore closer to the Holy Spirit's intended transformation. The Shepherd is a great book that is filled with wonderful teaching. You also put out a companion DVD. Tell us about that. We have staff devotions here at the ministry every week, and while I was writing The Shepherd, I taught the 23rd Psalm to our ministry staff. Now, our producer, Marvin McIlvaney, shot a video, and he did a tremendous job editing in pictures and video clips to make a companion DVD. Thank you, gentlemen. Get The Shepherd book and DVD by calling 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. You can also order online, swrc.com. In our resource center today, we're offering a special Israeli archaeology DVD set from Aaron Lipkin. Explore the secret sites in the Promised Land with these four DVDs from Israel from Shiloh to Bethel, Gilgal, and Joshua's Altar. Today, all four DVDs are available for a gift of $60 or more. Call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. You can always order online, swrc.com.
www.southwestradioministries.com. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Visit swrc.com.